Welcome to Moms of Triathlon Podcast. I'm Allie Wilson, former college summer turned triathlete, full-time stay-at-home mom to my 20-month-old daughter, Beth. And I'm Amy Henderson, pro triathlete and competitive cyclist and mother of two, to Oliver, who is three, and Margot, who is 16 months old. This is episode 33, and it's officially our last episode of 2022. So naturally, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. But first, let's go into our weekly updates and talk about how the last week before Christmas is going for us. Allie, is this week crazy for you also? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you texted me, what, a few days ago and you were like, are you as stressed out as I am? And it was like, it kind of hit me that morning and I've been trying to figure it out, like, why is it so stressful all of a sudden that Monday hit? And I think it's because we don't have a weekend before Christmas. So like mm, like yeah. Christmas oftentimes during a weekday. So you might have that last weekend before Christmas. And I think you just kind of like, it, it hit me. It was like, oh, we don't have another weekend. Like <laughs> Christmas Eve yeah, on Saturday seriously. and we're going. So yeah, that definitely, it's been stressful, but it's been fun. So I keep thinking of, There was this time when I was talking with this woman CEO at a company and I was talking about potentially doing some like contract work of helping write reports. And they have a busy season that's sort of like, I don't know, the end of summer to the end of the year where they need extra help with report writing. And I remember her saying to me, oh, but that is really hard because that is like the busiest, most stressful time of the year for moms and like families, you know. And I remember hearing that. And at the time I was pregnant with Margot. I only had Ollie. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because in my mind, I'm only thinking about triathlon. And I'm like, oh, that's the off season. Like that could be a good (laughs) time time. of year. (laughs) Yeah, that could be like a good time to add in a little bit of work. And now this year, I just keep thinking back on that comment and like and sort of appreciating it because it's always nice when you feel like you're not the only one and realizing like a lot goes into like making the Christmas magic happen, right? And there's events, there's presents and all this stuff. And like, you can choose the extent that you want to like, go all in or not. There's just a lot of pressure that I put on myself. And I like it. Like I want it. I want to do it. I know it's going to pay off. And I like putting in extra thought and like hosting events and doing stuff for the kids. But that is why I know it's stressful because I'm adding all this stuff myself. Yeah. And like, you've definitely really inspired me this year because let's be honest, it would be so much easier to do none of it. To Don't not say decorate. I've inspired you. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I feel so guilty. No, Shit. This is why we're talking good. about on the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Apologies for last week when we said, these are all of our Christmas traditions. Like, look at us. And we're going to share now updates on the reality oh of how those things go. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, you know, zoo lights I really wanted to do because that's something you know, I grew up doing and like, there's a few things that we did, but then like figuring out realistically, how do I decorate a gingerbread house with, (laughs) with a less than two year old? And so, you know, those are types of things. And so, you know, I've been trying really hard to like get a little more involved in doing stuff. And yes, you have inspired me because you're doing all these things. And I'm just like, "Ah, I really want to figure out how to start building these traditions that we're going to do every year. And and so it would just be so much easier to not do any of it. Right. <laughs> but right. like, 
come on. It's the week before yeah. Christmas. Yeah, it's tricky. And this year for me, I've been inspired by, you know, our my mother-in-law is really encouraging. You know, we've had long conversations. Let's plan all this stuff and think about it. And again, I do try to think about it as this is laying the groundwork so that in future years, it's a little bit less effort. But maybe it's the opposite because we're trying to build all these traditions that are going to be effortful every year. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, we can look back next year and say, what did we do last year that was a win and maybe not a win? And so that's kind of, you know, kind of what I'm thinking about, too. Like, just because we do them this year doesn't mean we have to do them every year. We can always add and take stuff out. So yeah. Even now, if I'm thinking about that, I'm like, okay, what would I take out? The gingerbread house. Uh, I think I'm going to wait a few more years until we do that again because we had to throw it away a few days after. Ollie just wanted all the candy. (laughs) We've been having a lot of issues with the candy consumption in our house. It has continued this week. And so today we're like, even before Nick left for work, he was like, let's try to back off on the sweets a little bit. (laughs) Uh, So we're starting early with trying to back off. So that's one. Yeah, I think I would wait until they're a little bit older. And then the other one is, you know, I mentioned going to Peacock Lane where it's, you know, it's it's a road where they have some nice lights. We made sure to go. There's three nights when it's pedestrian only. So they shut the road so only you can walk in the street, which is great because it's not crowded on the sidewalk. But then everybody shows up. Yeah, it was so packed. All you're doing is seeing one road of lights of mm-hmm. houses decorated. It's not that spectacular i mean it is cool because like for those that aren't familiar with it it's like one city block in portland every single house is decked out like top to bottom so it is it's kind of cool like the impactful piece of it but as far as putting the effort in like i knew you were gonna go to that and i was like we're not driving all the way over there like i've been there on pedestrian night and it is super busy Yeah. And the thing is, is that when you say it like this, it's one block, but every house is decked out. No, they're not. (laughs) Well, isn't I thought that was the thing? I haven't been there. I'm just saying, you haven't been there recently, but the houses at the end aren't. So, you know, there's a few people who are like, eh, we're at the end. Like, we don't count, you know, so they just don't do it. And then some of them, yeah, they have really fun themes. It's really cool. They have a lot of lights. And then some of them, it's like, eh, that just looks like a standard house. Like, not that many, but, you know, I just don't know. Again, the effort. You have to drive. You have to park far away. Then you walk over, go to this block. Just thinking about it, honestly, we've had more enjoyment from just doing light walks in our neighborhood where we just say, hey, it's after dinner. Let's go and look at the lights. And we walk around. We see the lights. Sure, there's only a few houses per block, but we get a better walk in. It's more relaxing. We don't have to drive anywhere Mm -hmm. and we can do it whenever we want. (laughs) Yeah, we ended up doing that last night, too, because it's just like, you know, Beth's been pretty fidgety in the stroller. And I was just like, we would really like to get a walk in. And we used to do our walks after dinner. So it'd be like 7 or 7.15. But it's obviously super dark at that time now. So Nick got home from work. It was like 4, 4 4.30. It was, you know, starting to get a little bit dark. And I was like let's, as soon as it gets dark, like, let's go for a walk. So last night we did a walk around the neighborhood, less than 20 minutes, just hit a couple of spots. I'd like actually driven the neighborhood a little bit to see if there was a couple good areas. And so we did that last night and it was super cold, but it was, it was (laughs) nice to just like get out and actually walk, look at Christmas lights. That's something we used to do all the time, like before Beth was born. And that's something we, you know, 
we would love to continue doing. Obviously, it's just a little more challenging when you're now also having to bundle up a (laughs) a (laughs) stroller fighting toddler. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, how have your Christmas events been going? So we did end up doing, and it ended up actually working out. We couldn't find a gingerbread house when Nick went to try to find one at Costco. And so he got like the gingerbread man decoration kit. And it's like came with three, I don't know, 12-inch little pre-cooked gingerbread man. And so that seemed pretty easy because it's flat. And so I get Beth in her stool and I just put the frosting all over it. Mm And kind of like I made a little like pants out of it, just face, like all that stuff. I just put frosting on it. And then I gave her a bowl of candy and I was trying to show her how you put the candy on. And so mm-hmm. she did a pretty good job, um, except that it was cute. Like I did a, like a time-lapse video and <laughs> the whole time she was working on this, her hand was like in her mouth because she figured out the frosting <laughs> tasted really good. <laughs> so like the whole time-lapse video was her hand like in her mouth, down and back up, <laughs> down and back up. <laughs> so, so yeah, definitely like I think it was kind of a good happy medium. We did end up finding a gingerbread house, but... It is still in the garage, and hopefully, maybe it can last till next year. <laughs> maybe I'll try to get oh, it to wow. somebody. I don't know. Like, we're just not going to do it. Like, it's just kind of like what you're saying. It's a lot. So that, and then um, as far as lights, zoo lights were good for the first half or so on our end. And then mm-hmm. when Beth melted down, she was done. And like... <laughs> Thankfully, we'd made it most of the way through. I think we were there longer than we'd planned on it. Um, and then, like, she would not stop crying if she was in the stroller or being no. held. And yeah. so that's like we grab her and we're, like, running to get out of the, <laughs> out of the zoo. Um, you know, and so that's tough because it's like, how much enjoyment is she getting out of this? How much are we getting out of this? Like, right. Was right. this, like, was this a good, a good plan? Yeah. And then the other light thing that we did would have been um, the Christmas ships, which was the night after you had your Christmas party Saturday morning for our friend group. Um, And then Christmas ships that evening, which we at least kind of knew we are going to be right at the car. We've got we can get her out, let her run around a little bit. And so Christmas ships went pretty well, like I think a little better than we were expecting, but we also kind of expected the worst. So... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That always helps, right? Yeah. (laughs) Just assume it's not going to work. For us, Christmas ships were funny because I felt like, I think at the end of Zoo Lights, Margo was crying too. And we were sort of pushing the stroller, rushing back to the car. And she was like crying there. And then in the car, you know, had to sing to try to distract her and get her to not be super upset. Um, And then with Christmas ships, like we got there basically right on time, right when we planned, we saw, you know, the first lead out boat. But then I was sort of disappointed because they came by so fast this year. I don't know if it was their speed, the number of boats or both. But normally I feel like Christmas ships is like 30 minutes of good, like enjoying the ships. And this year it was just... It was like 12 minutes. It was so fast. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember like where we watched it from this year, um, the park on the east side, I'd never watched them from there. I'd always been on, like, there's another park on the west side of the river. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I noticed, and I oh, guess this would... farther away. Well, not necessarily that, but in this potentially could have... This could happen every year, and I just don't notice it. And it makes sense. You get 20 boats going by. Is that all the waves hitting the beach... And so I was noticing that, and I it did feel like you commented, too. It felt like they were going really fast. 
Oh, and yeah. so then I was like, well, maybe there's like creating a ton of wake because of their speed. And so there's just kind of a lot of like pieces. I was like, are they going really fast? You know, I haven't really been in a couple years. I'm usually on the other side. I also know I looked at the schedule and they were planning on going down to a point a little further right. east. And, and then they make a U-turn. They will they were doing a U-turn, but there was also like supposed to be a big, like they were going to do a circle. So down oh. at the turnaround point, they were actually doing like a viewing party type thing. And I, I think the boat circled down there for a while. So I think they hung out down at that turnaround point and then went back. So, you know, were they trying to get to that point really quickly? Like, I don't know. Yeah, because I was curious if it was different this year. I was on Reddit trying to see what people were saying. And one thing I did see was a video of someone at St. John's and I could see that they were sort of turning. And so maybe they were doing like the circling thing up there. And that looks really cool. I was like, oh, then you can see them a little bit more. Yeah. We love this park because we can walk from home, which is really nice. You know, I think all things considered, like the big thing is we left the house 10 minutes later than we planned. So we really were like cutting it close. And again, it's all about, you know, the family came over to the house. We had a little hot cocoa bar. Everyone like filled up their hot chocolate. We walked over to the park. And then when people came back home, we had chili and cornbread. And so it was, you know, a lovely like evening and event. Yeah. So definitely worked out well. But it did feel like it was a little fast. So I was a little bummed. And then... Yeah, whatever whatever happened, Margo was just like, did not want to get back in the stroller, would not be in the stroller, so needed to be carried all the way home, or oh, she was no. crying. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I think we got out of there a little bit sooner than you guys did, but I'm not I don't really remember. Well, yeah, because Ollie wanted to go and run on the beach and That's then right. you guys did climb up on rocks minutes. and like Ollie also didn't want to get in the stroller. Oh, so no. <laughs> Yeah. I think if we would have gotten to the park a little earlier and had a little more time to like run around Maybe it would have been better, but anyway, it, it all worked out. And then, you know, we just had to eventually, after I got tired of carrying Margo in my arms, like get her into the stroller and then Nick sort of speed walked home and it was all good. It's hard. I mean, we talk about this with stroller running, walks, anything is like once they're done, they're done and you might be able to carry them. Right. You might not be able to carry them, but it's yeah. like two out of your three options stroller carrying or them walking probably involves them crying very loudly <laughs> like yeah. you, i promise we'll be home faster if you just get in the stroller yeah exactly <laughs> but what else has been going on with you this week i've been maintaining my swimming consistency again i am really hoping to do the new year's day 10k swim so i've been trying mm. really hard to like continue like maintain pretty good high volume the past few weeks but then I also realized like oh if I do too much volume that I'm not used to like I'm gonna be tired <laughs> and so yeah kind of knowing that I'll take the weekend off um and then I think that I don't even know if the pool's gonna be open on Monday because that's a recognized holiday and then probably mm -hmm. one maybe two swims early next week and hopefully I can get the get the actual swim on New Year's Day assuming our team is still planning on doing it um so that's been good. Um, definitely. Oh. So you're going for the full 10K. That's the plan. <laughs> and I haven't, again, I haven't been swimming like my, usually if I'm going to attempt to do the swim, it's, um, I've kind of had a, like I've been building up for like a couple months. Wow. <laughs> so just to like consistently build the yardage. I mean, mm -hmm. I can get through it. 
It's just yeah. how I'm going to feel afterwards. So <laughs> I'll, uh, and I have decided I'll do the slightly, like the one step back send off. So not the fastest one, but like the second, mm-hmm. second lane. Um, and so like, that'll be good. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much more or less been it. Um, I've been still like struggling with bike consistency and I ended up skipping my ride earlier this week and then I was planning on doing an hour today and I got on, I'm like, our garage is 20 degrees. I am freezing cold. I am hungry. I'm tired. And I did 30 minutes instead of an hour and just trying to remember that that is better than nothing. Like I didn't skip it. I just got a few minutes done. And so, you know, that's kind of can be hard sometimes to remember, like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like 30 mm-hmm. minutes is better than zero minutes. Definitely. That's kind of what we've been up to. What have you been up to this week outside of all your Christmas frenzy? Yeah, well, I've just really been, I mean, I've had to be scheduling things like so specific of when am I going to, you know, fit in this workout? When am I going to do this shopping? When am I going to try to get all these things done? And this is this started last week because, you know, I hosted that brunch for our friends on the weekend so of course prepping for that and prepping for the christmas ships dinner and stuff like it's been a slow build and so i've really been noticing like every time i'm going into my workouts like i can just feel that stress on my body you know i know this comes up a lot with training that life stress also impacts you know it's not just training stress there's also the life stress and and recognizing that and so i can feel like okay i need to be kind to myself i need to try to like go easy on things and just try to find ways to like reduce that stress as much as i can and be like safe and cautious as i am training and part of that too is also the mental stress so i have been Just constantly, you know, I'm scheduling everything so specific and it's like takes a lot of effort. And then I go into a workout and sometimes when I'm on the trainer, I want to use that time to be productive. So I'm like, oh, I can respond to messages or I can (laughs) think about this thing or I can plan the podcast or I can write my grocery list. And (laughs) it's also trying to recognize I've been trying to sort of shift that a good amount because it is such a stressful time. It's like this is the one time I can sort of clear my mind and just actually chill and get a little bit of mental recovery so that when I'm done with this workout, I can get back into it and like be mentally with it and like ready to fire on that level, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's interesting. That's definitely where you and I differ because like I'm the person who I get on the bike and I throw Netflix on and that can be like, you know, negative for maybe not being totally present for a specific workout, but I think it does also. And I never really thought about it. Like it gives me that mental, I kind of just get to check out during that time. Like, especially if it's during a nap time when, you know, Beth is sleeping, you know, I'm, I'm like, this is, this is my me time right now. And I'm not Mm -hmm. gonna use my brain for the next hour (laughs) or 30 minutes, you know, whatever. It is funny. Yeah. But I think I've been doing a good job of like, uh, listening to music and just trying to, you know, do that and actually just watch Zwift or, of course, yeah, yesterday, for example, I had a longer bike and I did actually watch shows since it was a an easy endurance ride. But Allie, last night you texted me. <laughs> what time was it? Let's see what time. It was kind of late. let's look. <laughs> it was just after 10. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the latest, but it'd been a long day. 
Yeah. And you were like, I'm just remembering PT. I'm pretty over it. Not going to lie. My immediate response was, me too. We can call it. LOL. And then I'm like, no, no. We have 11 days to go. I have not missed a day. We're not quitting now. Oh, it's so funny. I was when I saw that, I was so relieved. I was like, yes, that totally makes sense. We should cancel it. It's done. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I was earlier talking to my parents and I was kind of laughing because I told them about the situation. I'm like, if ever I want to skip a workout and I need to justify it, I just have to text Amy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm sitting here like I am like 99.9% sure I have not missed a single day. Last night, I literally did it in my jammies, getting into bed <laughs> in our bedroom. I was just like, I'm doing this. We are so close to being done. And that's the thing is I'm like, we have a goal and I've made it this far and I will not miss a day. <laughs> so Yeah. And I, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about what would make me like more accountable like how could I do better because I have not been so successful I think I've missed another day or two (laughs) you've missed like four maybe no only three okay yeah I think I've only missed three but that's a good amount and so I was thinking about it and I was like you know if I would have been doing something that was more accountable. For one, we made our little like tracker thing, right? Of course. I made that. It was so fun. It was like, oh, put this all together. But I hate posting on social oh, media. Oh, yeah. I've, I think I updated it yesterday, but I'm like the last time I did was like day three. <laughs> exactly. And so I haven't been doing it myself or doing it at all, like any tracking. And so I think that for me is motivating if I'm like... You know, previously I would on my like wall calendar. I was just gonna say we should have done like we should have printed, printed it out. Printed it out. Stickers. Yeah. Stickers. Maybe I should still do it to make it through <laughs> the last week. Um, I'm very, very like I like I'm a pen and paper. I like stickers. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily love feeling like I have to update everything. I mean, try as I might, I'm not one of the like influencer type. Every bit of my life is on there. Like. Honestly, if you go on my Instagram page, which you can find our link from the Moms of Triathlon Instagram, um, we're tagged at the top. But I did on day two, I did a reel and Beth was helping Mm -hmm. me do it. And I was like, day two, going strong. That's the last thing I posted. That was like three weeks ago. So (laughs) I just like I don't I I, I'm sort of want to want to do it. But then I just did too much work. Like, Exactly. Yeah. I am so torn. I sort of want to want to do social media too. Like it would be nice to, yeah, have stuff up there. And I do like to think about the ideas sometimes. So even with PT, we've had ones where we've done it right after recording. And so we just kept recording the PT and we have some good videos of us doing it together. But then you have to go and edit it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so it's a lot of work. And I don't know. I could just do PT with that time. (laughs) Exactly. Or anything else. Um, Yeah. One thing I'll say about this PT streak, like I, I have really enjoyed it and I have been tracking everything on my Strava. It's just kind of Mm. my own like personal. Every time I do workouts, I track them on my Strava. And so what I was noticing, if I look at my monthly activities in progress, I do pay for the annual for Strava. So I have a few more metrics, a little more data, stuff like that. Um, And I can go and I can compare 
that my actual like workout time, like under the category of strength is more already this month than it was all of November. And we did start the streak towards the end of November. Um, and I've been doing it the whole month, but I was so inconsistent. And so I did actual strength workouts like three times in November mm-hmm. for maybe 30 minutes. And I've already done with doing five to 10 minutes every day. I've already done more strength so far in December than I did all of last month. And so it sometimes doesn't feel like the five minutes is nothing, right? But yeah. then when you look at it across like the bigger picture, it actually add, it can add up to be a little bit more depending on how consistent you are. Um, but the one thing I've been so determined to not miss anything is I have had a couple of days where I've been exhausted, super tired, or like had a hard swim workout. And the last thing I want to do is get home I'm going to sit on the couch and then I'm going to bed and I'm like, crap, I still need to do this. So yeah, that's kind of the one thing is I haven't felt like I'm allowing myself to skip a day. Um, Mm -hmm. And so in a way, like I kind of want to continue this, but moving forward, maybe it's 10 minutes, five times a week or something Mm -hmm. because the weekends I've found are really hard too. Yeah, definitely. And I I haven't (laughs) allowed myself to skip a day. I've just literally forgotten about it and then realized it the next day. So even, yeah, when there have been nights of like, I had one night I was so tired. I was on the couch. Ollie was, I think he was still like watching a little bit of a show on an iPad. And I literally on the couch was like, what can I do on the couch? I can do like side (laughs) leg raises and dead bugs. All Uh right. That's my PT. Yeah. I've done a few of those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One thing about the streak is that it's been a nice way for us to reflect on who we are and how we're motivated. And I don't know, there's things that, of course, I, I'm, I'm aware of what motivates me for training and a lot of this stuff, but I think it's been a good refresher and a good like time to reflect. And like you're saying, it is a way that I have done much more PT than I would have. So that's yeah. a win. <laughs> well, one thing that I was thinking about in, and I kind of talked about it a little bit ago was it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And so it's one of those things where instead of skipping my ride today or feeling like I had to do a whole hour, I just did 30 minutes. And so mm-hmm. you could even compare that to this of, Yeah. Just because you've skipped a few days doesn't mean we have to just call it. And and just because I haven't missed a day doesn't mean I have to continue making myself do this every single day. But, you know, at this point now it's like, that's a goal, which relates to our topic today of just I've committed to something and I'm going to follow through on it. And so that's kind of it. There's a couple of different ways of looking at it. Since this episode is coming out on New Year's Eve Eve, what other topic could we discuss but New Year's resolutions, right? (laughs) So first of all, Allie, what is your historic experience with New Year's resolutions? Are you pro-resolution? Do you follow your resolutions? What is your deal? (laughs) Um, I think it's safe to say I don't usually follow them. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have a hard time labeling them as resolutions. I don't know. Right. I kind of do a more weird like, term. Yeah. Like more like goal setting yes. or like, yeah. So I don't know. How do you usually approach New Year's resolutions or goals? So I have told people that my favorite holiday is New Year's because I love 
the process of like making new life plans and life goals and resolutions and lists of like how I can be a better person. Like (laughs) it is just something that for some reason I've always been very like compelled to do in like a way that I would probably label as like compulsive, like not actually that helpful. And (laughs) it's more so just that I'm like, I want to be a better person. I'm going to make this list. I'm going to do this thing. And I, it's more the process of making the list and like identifying values and goals. But then going forward, you know, I never really follow those types of things. So, you know, that's classically like I've always been really big into the holiday. Love to, you know, I have a journal entry where I'm like, this is my first signature of the year and my first drawing of the year and my first color of the year. You know, (laughs) I was probably like 10, like not that young, but (laughs) whatever. So I always love to celebrate it and like love this, this, like how symbolic it can be. Um, So in all my journals as a kid, you can definitely find lists of resolutions, many resolutions. The one thing I can guarantee is probably on there like every single year is like, stop biting your nails. (laughs) (laughs) How's that going? You still bite your nails? You know, it's been better this year. (laughs) I think maybe I finally, I wouldn't say finally did it, but actually it's been really good. Good. (laughs) Um, But in in more recent years, I've tried to approach it in a more mature manner. (laughs) And I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that um, the past couple of years, I've done this like New Year's run with a friend and we would get together and just, you know, talk about some goals and stuff for the new year. And it's memorable to me because two years ago when we did our run, I said my resolution is or like my goal for the year is to either find a new job, switch jobs, or start a podcast. And and then I capped it off by saying, really, the goal is just to learn something new. So even if I don't get a new job and I don't start a podcast, like I want to learn something new, challenge myself in a new way. So if, you know, whatever that looks like, but both of those things would satisfy that goal. And I switched jobs during that year. So, you know, achieved one of those. So then the next year we went on our run and I was like, okay, I got a new job. So I actually achieved this goal that I set out. So I'm happy about that. But I still want to do the podcast thing. And so (laughs) then, of course, you know, finally (laughs) got up the courage to like, okay, just ask Allie. (laughs) The funny thing (laughs) is how long you waited on asking. I know. It's, It's so funny. Um, But I do think that there was something too, like, Having that intention, sharing it with a friend out loud, like putting it out there to then actually focus on it. I do think that helped. I think that's like with any kind of goal, like you can think to yourself, oh, I want to, I don't know, finish. I want to do this race or I'm going to set this goal of doing A, B, and C. But if you just kind of think it to yourself and you like don't hold yourself accountable or you don't share it with people, like that's one of the things that I remember, like we took even goal setting classes when I was in college and it specifically talked about like sharing your goal or like putting it somewhere for you to see where you're not just thinking about it, but you're actively kind of coming back to it. And so I think that's really cool that you actually sit and discuss it with somebody um, because that does make, you know, it can be really scary, especially if it's a big big goal or big resolution to actually say it out loud, it makes it real. And it's not just kind of like something that was like crossed your mind. Yeah. Yeah. 
And also, it, I think for me, one of the big things that can be scary with like big goals is like, honestly, with the podcast thing, it's like, oh, other people are going to know. And, you know, and so it's like, even just putting the goal out there, it's like, okay, I said this out loud. Like, yeah, it just feels more concrete. And I think there is really something to that visual cue piece that you mentioned. I know we have one friend who is really huge on like post-it notes. And so for her race goals each year, it's like, I'm writing them on post-it notes and they go someplace I can see them every morning. And then it's reminding you of that. And yeah. I should do that more. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my things that I started doing in college, cause I had a huge mirror in my dorm room and I would use a dry erase pen and I would write on my mirror. And then even like post-college, like I wrote on my mirror forever. Like I'm just time goals or race goals or anything. And like, I always had everything in front of me right there. And I sometimes would have these like floor length mirrors that just had sometimes positive quotes or whatever. And it's just, I always enjoyed that because it is in front of you every day. Yeah. And I've been thinking about that this year too, because I was sitting on my bike trainer and I was looking up and because one of the things I've been hearing about more and more these past few years is like, rather than just making resolutions, having like a word of the year or oh, a I like theme that. for the year. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that you can come back to and it can have many meanings in it, you know, depending on the word you pick. And so I'd been thinking like, what would my word of the year be? And actually I realized, I remembered that last year I did pick a word of the year. <laughs> of course, I forgot about it. Not too long. That's the one thing about resolutions. You've got a whole year. You got to remember them. I know. So that's why you got to write them down. Yeah. <laughs> where you can see them. <laughs> yeah. So my word last year was simplify. And okay. it was very much about, <laughs> honestly, it's relevant right now with the hosting for Christmas events. It's like, it was about simplifying these things when I'm hosting events or doing different things or in my life. Just how can I simplify all the noise? Like, it's almost impossible as a parent. There's so much going on. But there are ways that we can simplify. One thing, and if I reflect back, I feel like I did a good job. One thing is I really simplified what I was cooking. So it's like... Mm. I used to pick out recipes for as many nights of the week as I could, and they would take at least an hour, and that's a lot of time. And now it's like, you know what? It's fine if we're having pasta and some steamed veggies at least once a week. Like, yeah. It's fine. Left, like cook a meal that's good for three days of leftovers. <laughs> yeah. I definitely always try to do that. Yeah. For sure. But for us, I feel like, yeah, it never makes three days. It's like a dinner and a lunch or something. Well, yeah. I Yeah. As athletes, <laughs> like a couple, it's hard. A couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was very relevant. Honestly, at the beginning of the year, you and I were both on a triathlon and running committee at our gym. Mm -hmm. And like, I just had to be honest with myself. I literally did not have that time in my life. And it was like, I, it's really hard. I want to support like the group and be there. But it was just like, I have to leave this. I can't, I can't make it work. And so for me, that was really coming back to like, okay, I'm simplifying, cutting out things that are not necessary and that I can because I need to make life feasible. Yeah. And, I and I think one thing that I've started to like learn about you in the last, you know, six, eight months to a year or whatever is that you definitely are the type of person who, if there's a 15 minute gap in your schedule, you fill it. Like you definitely keep yourself <laughs> yeah. really, really busy. And it's just kind of been funny. Like obviously we sit and have these conversations once a week 
every week for <laughs> however long now, and you just kind of start learning more and more about people. And <laughs> you, I mean, that happens, right? <laughs> so yeah. I can totally understand that as being a thing. And I'm hearing you talking about simplifying, and I'm like, I should do that. And then I'm like, I feel like I kind of already have. <laughs> Yeah. And that's one of the things that's hard, right? Is like, because I'm the type of person where I will fill that time, I can overcommit very easily. But even if I don't overcommit, I will still fill the time with, I'll like go deeper in the things I'm already in, you know? (laughs) But it's good to make time for, you know, to identify those key things that I want to be focused on and then have the time for them. So, yeah. So if you could pick a word for the upcoming year, what do you think it would be? This is where we we get back to where I was. I was sitting on my bike trainer and I'm looking up at the wall, the space above my garage. And I'm like, if I could write something up there to motivate me, what would it be? Would it be like embrace the pain or would it be, you know, would it be something like intense? And as I thought about it, the word that came up, I was thinking about Ted Lasso, which is a TV show on mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus. He was an American football coach and now he is a soccer coach in the UK who's never coached soccer before. It's a wonderful show. He's just like the sweetest, like most lovable, most authentic guy. But then, you know, he's got his dark stuff too. And when he was specifically hired for that role with the intention, like somebody hired him to like make the team fail. They didn't expect him to actually come in and bring his positivity and light and, you know, glory. (laughs) Yeah. So you see where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. The word that came up is like, I need the Ted Lasso believe poster up there. And I was just (laughs) thinking about the word believe and like how, okay, yeah, it's super corny. But when you really think about it and you're thinking about like, if I'm sitting there doing my workout What do I need to do? I need to believe in myself and like believe that I can achieve this workout and believe that I can get the best out of myself. So there's some of that. But then there's also like, okay, I quit my job in part so that I can have a year to really focus on cycling and training and sport. And like, there is that aspect of I need to believe in myself. Like, I am giving myself this opportunity. My family is giving me this opportunity. And I need to have that self-belief to like, you know, just it, that it, that it's worth it. And also, as I think about it in general with daily life, one of the things I'm working on lately is just like, for one, not being worried about being judged by other people and what other people think of me. This comes up a ton with parenting, right? Like, yeah. especially right now, Ollie yesterday was just so, he was having a hard day. You know, he was saying, I hate this. I hate grilled cheese. I hate that. Like saying I hate to so much stuff. Who hates grilled cheese? That's the thing. Grilled cheese is one of his favorite foods, you know? He hated pancakes in the morning. He's probably just like overwhelmed and that's how he's processing or that's how he's like expressing it. Yeah. And so, and it was one of those things where like it was part of that was it was a big family day. We were decorating cookies in the morning. We had people over at night. And, and so people are seeing this and how we're reacting. And so there's just so much like, am I being a good parent? Am I doing the right thing? And I, and so one of the things for this year is just really like, no, believing that I am doing my best. I am sticking to my values. When I 
it's okay to make mistakes, right? Like with parenting, it's okay to make mistakes. And then you can, um, you know, apologize for those or reflect on them and adjust like that's going to happen. But really, it's just believing in what I value and and what I'm doing and, you know, all that stuff. Maybe it is a little bit corny, but, you know, <laughs> like it's also true. So it's fine. And Ted Lasso made corny cool. So that's a know. good point. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was like corny happy. Yeah. So awesome. So believe is going to be your word for the I year. I think it will be my word. I don't know. I I might try to come up with like another alternative that is a little less uh, cliche, but is with a similar sentiment. But we'll see. Have you thought of? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm like, you got me thinking about it. I've been sitting here going to why you talking. I'm like, what would mine be? And the two that come to mind for me. Well, my first thing was like, if I could pick a word to describe this past year, what would that be? And it's like, well, I think that word would be growth. Mm. You know, I think so. And then so moving forward, would I want to pick that word again? Or the word that comes to mind, and I think I've talked about this before, is the word balance. And mm. I, that's like my all time, like that's my word. I actually have the word balance as a tattoo. And so, you know, but then it's like, is that silly to like keep continue with the same thing but you know things i kind of think about are as i'm approaching this next year going into it with kind of more realistic expectations for myself that i went into with 2022 cuz we i was coming off of you know beth was 9 months old right before the new year i was like going into it i had these big sport goals and big goals to do this and And a lot of these things didn't come to fruition how I'd hoped. And so, you know, I think my approach for next year is going to be a little bit more like instead of setting these massive, you know, outcome task kind of sport goals or whatever to just be balanced and figure Mm -hmm. out how to be consistent and, you know, not feeling like I have to be doing X number of hours every week because I'm trying to do, you know, thing a b and c but then on the flip side i'm also sitting here like well i want to do this 10k swim in two weeks (laughs) so i need to be swimming a ton going into that and like i think naturally that's just how i'm gonna be and so you know because that's kind of how i always am like i come up with Mm -hmm. something mid-year and i'm like yeah i'm gonna do this thing and so i think kind of figuring out how to just maintain a little more you know balance I think it's fine to choose, you know, a word that's already been a theme or something on your mind because the idea is just like, what do you, yeah, really want to make sure is salient and that you're remembering and that you're, that's helping you like live your day-to-day life. And if this is one of those years where like this is particularly important, which, you know, I can definitely see why it would be, then, then to me like a good word right well and it's interesting another thing just crossed my mind is i would be very curious to like let's just say right now we pick our word for the year and next december we're having this conversation and to reflect and be like this was the word we chose 
But how would we actually describe how the year has gone? What word would we actually label for the year? Because I definitely would not have gone into last January thinking that my word for the year is going to be growth. It probably would have been balance again, but <laughs> you know, because I think that's super important. But but it is kind of interesting to kind of think back, like, let's revisit this and see where that took us. Yeah. You could even break it down and do like a word of the month. Maybe maybe not a new word of every month, but like kind of go out and be like, all right, so my goal for the year is to approach the word balance. So I'm going to get to the end of January and I'm going to reflect and say, is balance the word that represents January? And if it is, and I feel like that's a good way to keep moving forward, then that's what we do. But if it's not, maybe kind of look back and be like, hey, maybe this word fits better. I don't know, kind of, you know, can adjust along the way. I mean, that's, I think one of the things with resolutions in general is I think people get, if they're sticking to them, which I would imagine not a lot of people really stick to their resolutions Mm -hmm. all the way through the end of the year, but like life can change in a 12 month period. And so if a goal that you set for yourself 12 months prior doesn't, isn't still relevant, like figure out how to adjust it for you being in the now. Yeah, definitely. That's why you kind of like break this down. I mean, if you do a monthly thing, which is something I've done in the past, which I really enjoyed doing, um, I set a a goal for the whole year of being like, I'm going to set one specific goal for each month. Because then it's not, I have one goal for the year of, let's just say I'm going to do an Ironman or a marathon. I mean, those are good too. But then you can kind of break it down into more bite-sized pieces. And one thing that gets at is the arbitrary nature of we're picking January 1st as the day that the year changes and you set resolutions and then that's your whole new year, right? And and so it makes sense to be revisiting at some other interval or, you know, it doesn't have to just be like on the new year. But I, I've done that too. And actually that is something I do, like we were saying, in terms of simplifying and reducing like my to-do list and all this stuff on it, I like to set a goal for each month that is very, that is like my extra, like more like household tasks. So it would be like when I'm looking forward to this year, some of the things I know that I have to do are I think we need to, you know, get wills in place for Nick and myself. Same, same. We actually need to do that too. Yeah. So that needs to be on there. Also on my list is like, we have some, you know, a dresser and some side tables in our bedroom that are from Ikea and I want to paint them. So it's like, so it's these different bigger projects, but the way I like to approach them is rather than like one huge list, it's like, I will try to do one of these things each month because then you have four weeks to get it done. Yeah. You, you're not like back to back, like filling up all your weekends or all your time trying to get the things done. But you also like, okay, this is my focus this month. So another one that I'll do is like before summer, um, get the patio set up, you know, we need some new patio furniture for this next year, but just get things like get some plants out there and stuff like that. And cause that's a bigger, you know, there's a lot of different pieces to that, but it's mm-hmm. nice to, to set it in advance. So I like the month to month. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny too. Like when talking about resolutions personally, as an athlete, I've always felt like they need to be sport focused or they they should be or they can be. And so what I did and I was like trying to think back and I definitely can't piece the whole list together. But in 2020, I decided I was going to do one big thing 
every month. And it didn't have to be a signed up for a race. It didn't, you know, just, it was something that I was going to commit to doing that I would have been very proud of for that month. And so January was the 10K swim. Like February was a 5K for time. March was going to be doing a local run in Portland called the Shamrock Run. I had something for April. Like May was going to be a 70.3. Like June, I had something for every single month. And I think I had all 12 of them lined out. Like with COVID and everything, it kind of fell apart. But like, I really like that too, because like I was able to set goals. They didn't have to be do something huge. They just had to be go to a 5K for time. Takes 30 minutes, even if you aren't at your peak and maybe it's kind of a beginning of the season, like get your, you know, kind of base pace for the year. Like Shamrock Run in March was just going to be go do it. Just go have fun running a 10K. And so like that was kind of how I did it. Like was to just give myself one goal, one athletic goal every month. But, you know, again, as you've been talking about, we've kind of been talking about is goals and resolutions definitely don't have to be like sport focused. Mm-hmm. And personally, for me, I kind of struggle with that because even in discussing like earlier, you were like, do you have your list of resolutions? And I kept thinking like, yeah, I've got a few, but like, I don't have any sport focused ones. And like, I've got a whole, you know, just the whole balance thing is I'd like to have more consistency, but I'm like, I don't have a big goal. I don't have a plan of doing a 70.3. So I'm like, you know, read more. That sounds really boring, <laughs> Like, but, <laughs> but like, that's still a good goal. And then you know, when we break down looking at goals specifically, again, we could do a whole episode on goal setting, but read more. What does that mean? Does that mean read more than I did last year? Is it a measurable thing? Is that read one book a month, one book every two months? And so, you know, kind of like writing stuff on your your mirror or on your like sticky note of if you're going to kind of set out to do these, kind of make them specific and like figure out how to make them measurable. Definitely. I always think that's good. And um, for me, it's funny that you talk about the sports goals because I, I love a good season plan. I love a good season review. My coach just sent me the, you know, document with questions for like reviewing my season and then looking forward to next year. And of course I got super excited because I love that. But to me, it is like different than New Year's resolutions and goals, and they are totally separate things. And so for me, I actually almost like keep sports stuff out of my goals, I think. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so what, when you did write down some of your resolutions, well, we've talked about your idea of balance, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) what are some of the, the other like resolutions or goals that you have for the year? Well, I do. I mean, obviously I just use read more, but like I have honestly in the last month, I've been trying to read more and I love reading. I just never take the time to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that as a parent, whether you're working or not, when the kids go to bed, it's kind of wind down time. And like for me and Nick, a lot of time that's maybe watch an hour of TV and then go to bed. And so honestly, the last few weeks I've been, when I go to bed, instead of picking up my phone, I've been picking up a book. Mm-hmm. And yes. so that's kind of been, you know, or if I wake up in the middle of the night, instead of picking up my phone, I've been trying to pick up my book. Like I dug out my book light that I've, you know, yeah. was buried in my closet for <laughs> far too long. Um, and so like I have a book by my side of the bed 
And like, I've been trying really hard to do that. And I'm going pretty slowly through the, you know, I'm reading this book right now and it's been pretty slow, but it's also been, you know, I'm making more progress reading through it than I have in a long time (laughs) just because I'm doing it a little bit at a time, but it always puts me right to sleep. So (laughs) yeah, Yeah. which is great. (laughs) Awake in the middle of the night, read, go back to sleep. But then sometimes I'm like, I don't want to read. I just want to scroll. And then an hour goes by and I'm like, I probably should have read. I would have been back to sleep by now. I actually read a lot after Ollie was born because I would just read while I was breastfeeding. Mm. And so I actually, I did read a few like physical books, but then I started reading like on my phone. I would just get them through the library app. Oh, okay. And I've definitely fallen away from that. So also on my list, honestly, is read more. And I haven't set like a goal or a plan, but I think it's exactly what you're saying. The way that I think I want to approach it is like, try to read before going to bed, you know? So like put it in as a specific time um, rather than like read this much each day or read this many books over time. But the other piece of my planning so a couple of years ago, I had this thing of like, I do not want to buy any books this year. I only want to read books that I get from the library or I already own because I definitely own a lot of books that I have not read. Or we could do like some book swaps. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, in Portland, there's like little libraries all over the place. Oh, you yeah, know. that's true. It's not hard to get a book. Yeah. But book swaps <laughs> would definitely be fun. <laughs> but then one of the things that has been holding me back from reading more for a few years now, is that I have this feeling of like, I need to be reading quality books. I need to be reading nonfiction about, you know, whatever topic. Like I have this one about um, shipping and the whole issue with like, you know, shipping containers and all that Because I was interested in it. Like I told Nick, I was like, I really need a book on like shipping costs and how shipping works. So I have that memoir. It's interesting. I also have a book, you know, The Color of Law. It's all about like um, redlining and, you know, race in America and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I've read some of both of these books a little bit, but it's not quite the style where I'm like, ooh, I'm so drawn to that. I'm going to keep reading. Yeah. That's this year. I am just like, I am only going to read books <laughs> that I am really excited about. Yeah, I can, you know, if, if I get excited about some of those, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm just not even going to because it's going to stop me from reading. If I even yeah. put it on the table, I'm going to just like not really want to read it. And, well, and I, I think that's like kind of mm. what I've run into too is like, what was the uh, Michelle Obama book that came out a couple years ago? And everyone's like, becoming. This is, yeah, becoming. And I bought that one and I was like, going to read it. But I never even opened it. I think because for some reason, I just felt like it was going to be a chore. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, I just never even picked it up. And I'm like, kind of wanted to read something fun. And that's kind of how I landed on this one. And so honestly, I think the le- the last time I actually read was when I was pregnant. And it was, um, what did I read? It was the Expecting Better Oh, yeah. Book. So, yeah, and that was a great read. You know, it felt really informative, but also really enticing. It's firsthand experience of, you know, somebody sharing her new mom life a little bit. And so, you know, that and then I've got a couple other books that I'd sort of pick up and I'd start. 
but I just, I wasn't really getting into them. And so this time actually being like, all right, <laughs> I'm going to read at this time. Like we were talking about instead of just, I'm going to read more. I'm going to make a point to specifically read at this time of day. And so yeah. I think that's kind of, you know, makes it tough. And also last year, I know that I went into the year and I was like, I'm going to read one book a month coming off of mm-hmm. not having read a book for nine months, 10, 12 months, because pretty sure I finished reading that book. And then we moved and then Beth was born and I didn't pick up a book. So to go from zero to 12 was kind of a lot in a year. So, you know, this time part of me is like, do I set a goal of reading six books this year? Which for people who read a lot, I know that's nothing. Right. And But still, for people who don't read at all and don't really find the time to do it or don't make the time, because I do other things, too. Like, I like doing craft projects. I honestly mm-hmm. enjoy watching shows with my husband at night. And so, um, you know, I that's just I'll, I'll fit it in where I can. And I'm already doing better than I did last year. Yeah. And I think both of us, I'm looking at our, our listener shared document that we're working off of and both have the goal of budgeting mm-hmm. and you know for me i'm thinking about not just you know how can we set a good budget but also i like to think about a lot of it as like mindset around spending you know it's become really easy to just spend a lot of money pretty quickly and easily i mean with amazon i was going to say stuff. yeah that i budget for me is actually Again, another thing before Beth was born, I got really, really good at budgeting. And then basically with moving, like I honestly, it's I'm full of excuses right now. But basically, <laughs> I just kind of fell out of the routine of really sitting down and looking at it. And like I try to do budgets like there's a woman that I follow on Instagram. She's called the the Budget Mom. And she's got this whole program, Budget by Paycheck. So you basically go through and evaluate every two weeks or every month and make your budget based on that and then can kind of figure out where's your like space for variable spending and what it's really gotten me to do in a massive way is to back off on my Amazon spends um which part of what helped me get out of my Amazon habit was I would put stuff in my cart and I'd let it sit and then I'd come back and then like Maybe once every couple of weeks, if I was still like, I do really want this or I really need this, then I would order it and it'd be like one order with like a couple of things in it. So my Amazon transactions drop significantly up until Christmas. So let's not talk about that. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's the funny thing about budgeting. It's like, but don't talk about Christmas. (laughs) Don't talk about December. Basically from the end of November, we're starting over December 26th. (laughs) (laughs) But that's kind of what's got me thinking about it again, too, is like, all right, I completely blew up my budget this month and we will start over in January. Yeah, exactly. So on that point, another good goal and it's one I did a couple of years ago and I still kind of maintained is getting better at returning stuff. Oh, Amazon true. makes it very easy. If you get something you don't like or you don't want to use, you either put it in your closet, you give it away or you return it and get your seven bucks back. Like it adds up. And once I got it's really so good. so true. Yeah. I have one right now sitting that I need to uh, try to return. <laughs> yeah. And then the last 
like big thing on my main list is to journal more. So, of course, <laughs> we have talked about how much I love to journal, mm -hmm. even in this episode. And what I found is sort of makes me sad is that this has been the least that I've ever journaled in my life, like this period with kids, because it's so busy and it's so hard. And it was always that period where I was like, I want all of these memories written down and all the cute yeah. things. And like, you know, tonight I said to Ollie, I love spending time with you. And he said, I love spending time with you too, Mama. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I want to like write those moments down because they're yeah. so sweet. So that's going to be a goal as well for me. I like that. I've got, and I think I've talked about it before, I've got one of those um, like one line a day books. Oh, yeah. And so I end up kind of having big gaps here and there. But yeah, I I definitely try to put a lot of focus on what I've done with Beth that day. You know, sometimes it's a good mm -hmm. day, sometimes it's a bad day. Yeah. What's funny for me is like, we know how I am. I am not a streak. I'm not a streaker. We've learned that today. <laughs> for so sure. I have resisted getting one sentence a day journals. But what I have tried to do with my own journaling is be open to that. Like if I sit down and I don't have much time, I do bullet points. I'm like, here are some things I want to just get down. And I like and instead of feeling like you have to write an essay. Exactly. Do you have any other ones, Allie? I think the last one for me is I really want to catch up on like putting together Beth's baby book. And I did a really good job. And everybody says, once you've got kids, they become impossible to do. Um, <laughs> but I have like this really, really cool book. And it's specifically called My Very First Firsts. And so it has a page for each, you know, one month, two month, three month, and then first Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving, et cetera, et cetera. And so I've really enjoyed doing that. And I've mostly kept up on it, but it does have some holes. Um, and I do want to kind of catch up on that. And the other thing that I really want to do, and I've actually asked Nick for help with this, is getting like a traditional photo book. Because I have mm -hmm. my photo album from when I was growing up, and it's full of pictures. And I think the thing that's so hard in this day and age is that we will have, by the end of Christmas Day, about 150 photos Yeah, <laughs> from <laughs> Nick and me and his parents and my parents and like <laughs> yeah. all these things together, you know, but from when I was her age, yeah. there's maybe two pictures from, oh you know, my second Christmas or whatever, if there's even right. any. And to me, that's not a huge gap in the book. I like what you were talking about earlier of having specifically one goal per month of like a task to mm -hmm. do. And so I like that. So maybe January we catch up on her, her first book. And then February we start working on the, you know, <laughs> like the yeah. actual photo album. And so, yeah. yeah, I think that's, those are definitely ones for me that are pretty big. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so one other category I mentioned was resolutions related to the podcast. And for me, like in general, one general resolution is to set goals for the podcast and for podcasting. So that's something, you know, you and I should talk about. Like, um, I just I think it's helpful when you have goals to work towards to like motivate action, yeah. right? I mean, we've, we've put a few of them together so far, or you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the, a few on my mind so far are, um, you know, a goal of trying to interview at least one person per month, which had sort of we've we started that as we started, you know, 
interviewing. Um, that is sort of the cadence we've been looking at. And so I think, you know, for 2023, that would be a good goal. And of course, we can always do more. <laughs> I was going to say, to that point, if anybody has anyone they would recommend that we interview or yes. they would love to hear from, put us in touch with them because we would most likely love to chat with them. Yes, definitely. And then the other thing that I would like to work on is my speaking on the podcast, right? And part of that, one way that I can see to approach that is after recording episodes or after editing episodes and listening back to them, is trying to just take time to reflect on how did that go? What things did I feel good about? What things do I want to work on? And then going from there and trying to just bring things to my consciousness and then continuing to practice and develop. And this almost goes into what we talked about last week, which is growth mindset, right? And it's like, sometimes it feels impossible to change the way we speak and take out likes and you knows and ums and all this type of stuff. And for me, I know that I start a thought and then I get distracted by another thought and I sort of go off and I can see that happening when I speak, when I edit and working on this podcast. And so that's something I want to just be more aware of and try to improve. So yeah, that's one for me. And then finally, you know, I edit our podcast every week and I think I've already like learned and grown as an editor, but I, there's a lot in editing that you can learn and improve on. And there is a lot to it. And I really want to dedicate some time to improving those skills as well. And now for a closing segment, our Go Mamas of the Week. Go mama, go mama, go mama. This can be any small triumph or thing that's making us happy. Amy, what is your positive from this week? Well, this week, as we've discussed, there's been a lot of events, a lot going on. And one of the things that I decided to host was a little winter solstice party. So in the evening, we, you know, I did a black tablecloth. We had like glitter, sparkly pine cones, black candlesticks, like all this great stuff, put twinkle lights around the house. And of course, that meant the natural like stress that comes with hosting things. And one thing that I find can be difficult is when I'm hosting something, it can be difficult to just enjoy oh, the event yeah, for and sure. socialize and like be present and just enjoy. And I was really proud. And my go mama this week is that I really enjoyed that evening with the family that came over and the conversation. And yes, Ali had a big tantrum and had to be up in his room and then watching the iPad the whole time, didn't eat any dinner. And, and of course, Margo was there like, you know, being funny and being crazy, but she got to play with her cousin and they did a lot of playing together. And I was just really proud that I was able to like relax and enjoy. So nice. that's my go mama. That's a good one. What's your go mama? So we talked about earlier that you guys had your, you hosted the Christmas party for our friend group. We did brunch. Beth came over also and got to play with Ollie and Margo. And what I realized was usually when we come over to your house, it's set up and it's like the whole front room is like kid central. And mm-hmm. so I always kind of kept thinking like, oh, Beth plays really well with with Margo and Ollie. But what I realized is she kind of ends up just like playing side by side with them 
because mm-hmm. all the toys and all the kid stuff is out. And this time there wasn't all this kid stuff out. So she actually had to do a little more interacting with, um, oh. more so with Margo. And so, you know, and she, she doesn't have a sibling that she's interacting with all the time. And like, she's not really interacting with kids her own age very often. And that's actually one of the things, another goal to add on to is we're going to have her do more, more social stuff next year. But um, yeah. And so she kind of had to really, you know, learn how to play more with like Margo mm-hmm. and Ollie. And so, you know, it was kind of fun to watch that. And then we talked about it a lot. Like, we're going to go see your friends, Margo and Ollie. We're going to, you know, go see your friends. And I think it was the next day or that night or something. I was reading a book to her and, um, it's this one book in the line is we talk about all the ways we can show our love. Like when we're touching noses, playing chase and seeing friends, and she goes, Margo. And Aww. she just heard friend and said, Margo. And I was Aww. like, yeah, Margo's your friend. Oh, my god! <laughs> and it was so cute. And then we talked about Ollie, too. And so she says, Margo and Ollie. And then I don't know if it was later that day or the next day. And, and I said, Beth, who are your friends? And she goes, Ollie. And I was like, and? And she said, Margo. <laughs> Oh my and so every so now and again, cute. the last like week, she just occasionally will be like, Margo. <laughs> so yeah, she's got her friends and it's just super cute that, you know, oh starting gosh. to see those types of things develop. Yeah. So, it's so sweet. Fine. Yeah. Yay. Hey, Beth, what are your friends' names? Hi. Ollie and... Margo. Margo. Yeah. yeah, those are good friends. Well, that's it for our show this week. Thank you everyone for listening. We've been so excited to share updates with you this past year in 2022, and we can't wait to see you all in the new year in 2023. If you have anyone that you want us to interview in the new year, then please reach out to us. You can email us at momsoftriathlon at gmail.com, or you can also reach us on Instagram at momsoftriathlon.com.